Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited for Thanksgiving, I think. Come on. You got a little drive ahead of you today, don't you? I do, yes. Yes. Yeah, I I do. It's a very complicated drive. I've already driven in with my wife, dropped her off in the city at her sister's apartment okay at 4:50 in the morning oh with a yorkshire terrier uh-huh and the car is outside it's packed up she'll be taking an uber down to meet me she will have bagels and such in oh. hand and then we start the trek to pittsburgh wait, wait, wait she's gonna feed you on a drive to pittsburgh what do you mean she's going to feed she's gonna, me? She's going to have food for you. I feel for her. Yeah, well, she's going to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I'll be. Uh, yeah, roll the windows down. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but these are the things I've earned in this life. Ah! I've earned hey. the right to be able to mm. to do such things in small spaces. <laughs> it's the little things, right? <laughs> that's what makes the world go around. Yeah, the yeah. Things. So, yes. uh, so that's going to happen after the show. Um, <laughs> and she was trying to talk to me this morning as uh-huh. I was doing my routine. I was having none of it. Yeah. Asking me questions. Right. Too early for questions. Yeah, and I was like, I do this every day. Yeah. I do it the same way every day. Right. In silence. <laughs> so if you could adhere to those rules, <laughs> that would be great. And so we could talk after the show when mm-hmm. we're in the car for almost six hours together. Yeah. If you'd like to talk then, we could talk then. Mm. As of right now, silence. And how'd that go? It was fine. Oh, okay. I did it in a nicer way than that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I did answer some of her questions, mm-hmm. but in a way that sort of told her that I wasn't yeah. in the mood to talk, and I think she got it. I hear you. That's what you have, that unspoken thing in a marriage, the, you know? Is that what it is? That unspoken thing, uh, yes. I think I've spoken too much. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Get out. Probably. Uh, all right, so a good Monday night football game. Outstanding. Last night, and some controversy in there, too. And Pete Carroll, once again, we're going to be talking about decisions that he made in this game. And one thing I do not want to do that I've already heard and read this morning is go all the way back to the Super Bowl and throwing the ball instead of giving it to Marshawn Lynch on the one-yard line. That has nothing to do with what happened last night, in my opinion. If you disagree with me, fine. I don't think you can lump these things together when you say, you know, the Seahawks and Pete Carroll under fire once again. First of all, this is a Monday night football game in November. It's not the Super Bowl. That's a play-call decision down there at the goal line as opposed to some of the stuff that you saw last night, a challenge and a fake field goal. And we'll start with the fake field goal as it ends up being a three-point game. I like aggressive coaches. I do. I don't like how you see a lot of these guys go into a shell in big moments as opposed to going for it. I just didn't understand that situation with seven seconds to go Basically saying that we saw something that we were going to score a touchdown on. I think a 34-yard field goal at that point with a Falcons team that looks like they're back offensively was something that you wanted to take at the end of the half. So, you know, normally I would give him more of a pass for it. It just, it just was an odd spot for me 
for him to go in and do that. Well, he has always been a guy that liked to uh, enjoy taking gambles, whether he was at USC, Seattle. We've seen it time and time again. And Dan Quinn, his former defensive coordinator there for the Falcons, uh, he's well aware of that. And I'm, I'm sure throughout the week they practice for situations like that, whether it was on the field goal block team or it was the punt block team, punt return team. Uh, he practiced because he has been on that sideline with Pete Carroll. He's been in those situations. And you see something throughout the week when you're preparing for a team, and they saw something and they thought they got the right look for the right moment, and it was touchdown or bust, and they got bust because Grady Jarrett wasn't supposed to be where he was. And went, they'll go back and they'll look at that film. And we really, the viewing audience, didn't have a great – a look at all 22 to see if Luke Wilson, had he been able to escape Grady Jarrett, is he off to the races? And they were thinking he would have been if Jarrett would have been, uh, his progress had been impeded somewhat. Uh, but it didn't come to fruition. They didn't score uh, on that particular play. And you end up losing by, you know, three, four, four points there. So uh, that hurt them. And, and then, you know, the challenge. Uh, and I understand you've been with Doug Baldwin a long, long time, but you could clearly see oh, yeah. that, uh, that that ball hit the ground. You so lose the timeout. It lost crushes the, you in the fourth quarter. You lost the timeout. And, and that was huge. Uh, coming down the stretch there. Uh, and, and and I'm with you. I was sitting there watching the Falcons, and I'm thinking, okay, uh, I, I think all the heat that, that was been uh, heaped upon uh, Steve Sarkeesian has lessened somewhat because this offense is rolling now. Matt Ryan threw some dimes. One particular uh, third down play there in the second half to Julio Jones. It was just a beautiful pass. That being said, Russell Wilson did the same using his legs uh, as we've seen him do over the last five or six years. So uh, I think the Falcons offensively are back. Uh, I, I was thinking about you early on in the game. There was a hit on Russell Wilson. Casey, the yeah. big safety came up, and I don't know how that young man was able to get up after lowering his head and going head first into Russell Wilson and then his head hitting the turf. I, he must have some hell of, hell of a traps because uh, that was spearing uh, 100%, and I'm surprised they didn't boot him from the game. Yeah. And, and I was sitting there thinking, he's got to be out. He's got to be out of the game. And then, of course, Earl Thomas got one a little later in the ballgame in the end zone. They threw the the, the, the 15-yard penalty on him. But uh, Casey should have been kicked out of the ball. That was spearing, and he's lucky he didn't kill himself. Yeah, and, and that is one because everybody says, I mean, even back when I was playing high school football, that yeah. you don't do no. anything no. like that. I remember the example they used to give us was Dennis Bird. Remember yeah. Dennis Bird? That was yeah. the example with the, the heads-up stuff. Um, right. So, so yeah, well, finally, look at that, man. We well, agree on one well, of these I, things. I, no, I agree on it. I mean, when I was growing up, it was Darrell Stingley uh, there of the New England Patriots who was paralyzed uh, from a, a vicious hit. Uh, I think it was Jack Tatum from the Raiders. Uh, and so that last mm. night was just idiotic. Lowering your head in that manner and hitting the ball here, Russell Wilson, and then uh, hitting the turf like that. He was asking for problems. Yeah, and in those situations, as we talk about this and the snap decisions, and one of the things I thought of was, all right, so you tell me, and I always adhere to your takes on this because you played at a high level, especially defensively, um, but you say that, you make your decision early, and then you commit to it. In a situation like that, I mean, what is the thought process there? I mean, is it just stupidity? Yes. Okay, all right. It is. That's all I can chalk it up to because I'm, I'm sure that Casey's been playing uh, football forever, yeah. and he's taught not to ever tackle like that. You see what you hit, and there's no way you can see Russell Wilson if your head's down and you plow into him with the crown of your helmet. You don't see him. You see turf. That's it. And he's lucky he was able to get up after that hit. I was surprised he wasn't hurt 
uh, nor was uh, Russell Wilson. But no, you you're, you're taught to see what you hit. So that means have your head up, and of course your eyes are going to close right before impact. But have your head up, and and and, and this young man, wow! I, I just I'm sitting there, and I, I I had to rewind. I was like, man, he got up from that. That that was uh, vicious, and it was idiotic. It was stupid on his part to uh, go into that tackle like that in that manner. So Pete uh, Carroll, I was I don't know what I was going to say there. Pete Carroll is going to hear it this yeah, him, you know, the coach of the Seahawks. Uh Pete Carroll's going to hear it about a couple of things this morning, but after the game, here is Pete on the thought process on the fake field goal. Let's listen to that. Would have been a really good call if he made it. You know, it was something we saw we wanted to do. It was a terrific opportunity right where we wanted it and and uh uh they Defense tackle made a better play, you know, got in the backfield. He wasn't supposed to be there. What was the logic behind it? Did you expect him to, to open to score a touchdown on that? or just We had a chance to. And we, if not, we'd run out of bounds, stop the clock. We knew exactly what was going on. Um, we, you know, we figured we we're going to break it. It was a matter of giving ourselves another shot. If you don't score, keep it. If not, get out of bounds. Luke knew exactly what was up. He wasn't supposed to be there. I mean, is that right. something you could say? I mean, yeah, I mean, you you practice their looks. You scour that film, and, and as a special team coordinator, you're looking for any little uh, situation you can exploit. And, you okay, this is what they've run, you know, multiple times. I think we can get something here when they get in this look, this particular front. And Grady Jarrett just blew it up. And, and maybe if you look at the film from previous games, he's stepped a different way. He's reacted a different way. Whoever, whoever's been in that position has reacted a different way. And, and, and they didn't act as you had seen on film. So I give Grady Jarrett uh, credit. And, and I, once again, I'd love to see the All-22 to see what they saw. Because that was probably a check with me. I, I'm not, I, I, I wouldn't expect them to call that from the sideline. You get out there and you got the holder and, you, and, and he's probably in the huddle Saying if we get this look, we're going for it. It's probably a certain call, certain cadence uh, you you make, and then okay, it's on, and 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 so you run it because you got the front that you thought you uh, would would see, and you've been looking at it all week long. So uh, yeah, and there are times when wait a minute, you're not supposed, to, and it's not like you can move these guys around like they're chess pieces. You know, these yeah. are human beings, and they're not going to. Although that film says they react a certain way, well, it's not 100% guaranteed they're going to act that way 100% of the time. And Blair Walsh has got to make a field goal from time to time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm sorry that uh, Pete Carroll and, of course, the wasted timeout would have helped them in that situation. But Russell Wilson's out there doing <laughs> magic stuff. Yeah. I mean, he they, the fact that he got his team in that position yep. in that game to be able to, I mean, 52 yards. I know we're talking outdoors, but 52 yards in the NFL these days. It's not that hard of a field goal. It's not like like 56 when I hear that, even 55. You know, 50, 51, 52, I'm thinking, all right, makeable. And, and this guy who he couldn't wait to slam the Vikings after they cut him and then give them the old, hey, you shouldn't have cut me thing when the, the Vikings played the Seahawks mm-hmm. and he's a tough guy and all this stuff and uh, he's been through hell and back from people you know, criticizing him. I mean, he's got... In the last two home games, he's got three missed field goals. The one last yeah. night, and and as far as the Seahawks go in a di- uh, discipline standpoint, twenty four accepted penalties in their last two yeah. home games. That that hurts as well. At home, at home, yeah, yeah. That you, you would hope that with that crowd noise, the other team 
would uh, would experience a number of penalties. But, yeah, undisciplined. But they've been able to overcome that. Even during their Super Bowl years, they were a highly penalized team. But they had the defensive guys to overcome that. Of course, they could run the ball and, and keep uh, the rock out of the opposing team's hands. But the defense is is, is hampered, of course, with some, th- some stars out, Chancellor and also Richard Sherman. Uh, but that being said, you cannot penalize yourself as often as they did, especially now knowing you're not the legion of boom. Uh, so, you know, let's be a more disciplined uh, football team. Uh, but they still gave themselves a chance to, to win the ball game with no running game really to speak of. And they're trying everyone at that at running back position. And Russell Wilson is MVP of this offense, man. Uh, you're talking about some buying time, stealing time, and, and getting down the field using his legs and, and, and still, you know, being able to throw dimes. Uh, he's a hell of a quarterback. Yeah, and to have an offensive line that's had its struggles the last couple of years, to have no running game like you mentioned, and every team goes into these games and says, all right, we need to make sure that he doesn't go off. Yep. And he's still going off? Mm-hmm. I mean, that is always a sign to me of just an elite guy. Not that we didn't know that already, uh, but that's something that in a loss, he's not going to get as much respect for this morning, his performance. And the Atlanta Falcons, maybe they are back. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, and and you're thinking last night as Russell Wilson's doing what he's doing that here's comes another Falcons collapse. You know, maybe they tie this game and then we have a end up having a loss eventually. Uh, and because that's all the Falcons do, we see them giving up big leads. You go back to the Super Bowl, and all this stuff comes up, and the Georgia Dome collapsed yesterday, and, and the Falcons they tried. Just, it's just a big collapse yeah. all the time. But no, I mean maybe that's a turning point type of thing for them on the road, being able to come out of this thing with a win. They, they tried to give it away. You had offsides on a number of plays uh, by the defensive linemen. You also had the uh, late hit. Keanu uh, Neal, uh, they're on the sideline, uh, and, and so they tried their best to 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 keep Seattle in it, and and, and did of course. If uh, Wash doesn't uh, miss the field goal, we're going into overtime. So uh, I think they definitely are, are clicking much better on the offensive side of the ball. There's more rhythm uh, to to that part of their game, and and uh, Matt Ryan looked the part of an MVP last night, uh, buying time by floating back and 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 getting the ball out to the flat to his his uh, check off or check down uh, receivers. So uh, they look like they're starting to jive with this new offense Sarkeesian has brought in there. Now defense, they could just shore that up. It's a lot of good teams in the NFC. In the first couple mm-hmm. weeks of the season, I didn't know if it was going to go that way, but it certainly has. As you have week in and week out teams proving themselves, like the Eagles, the Vikings, the Saints, the Rams, and now you're starting to see the Falcons get healthy. Of course, the Seahawks are still sitting there. At 6-4, and four, I mean, they had an opportunity last night to get in that tie. And actually, because they have currently the tiebreaker over the Rams, it would have been in first place there. So, And the, the Panthers, who have forgotten about after all the action that we've seen here, I mean, they're yeah. sitting there at 7-3 at and three with one of the best defenses in the game. Uh, this is, this is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be wild. In this stretch. Yes. And we'll see who... I mean, even the Lions, and I like the Lions this week. Even though I picked against the Vikings, I'm going to keep doing it. I'm just going to keep picking against the Vikings. Um, but, I mean, the Lions have an opportunity to come within a game. I picked oh. your Vikings, man, last week over there with Boomer Friday. So oh, nice. uh, I thought uh, that they would they would protect their house, and they did exactly that. Yeah, well, they have an opportunity on Thanksgiving to uh, get to nine wins, which is just miraculous to think that that's happening. But, I, I, I mean, the Lions have an opportunity to gain, get in within a game. Uh, of the Vikings in the NFC North. So that's how close things are in the NFC, even with the teams you think that have separated themselves. I mean, it's really just the Eagles 
that have some breathing room in the <laughs> NFC East. Yeah, they're running away with it. I mean, in these other divisions, you got teams that are a game or two games behind. It, it's nuts. So uh, it's it will be a lot of fun, and the AFC is a different story altogether. It's um, all mumbo-jumbo, all mashed up together. And they all stink, <laughs> every one of them, except the, except the Patriots and the Steelers. Because the Chiefs now stink, too. All right, coming up next, Bill Belichick speaks for a long time about something. Mm. You'll hear what it is, a bogus update, but first, listen to the big fella. Here's the truth, folks. Many of you have simply had it. You've struggled with pain long enough, and you want what I wanted. 100% drug-free answer to your pain. I'm here again for my answer to pain after a professional career in football. Yes, of course, I'm talking about relief factor, but... The really big news is that anybody struggling with pain can lower, even eliminate your pain with this wonderful product. My problem was at pain everywhere. You know, even after a workout, that aches in all my muscles. I still got a lot of them, folks. But since I've been utilizing Relief Factor, I'm not as sore after workout. It has eliminated pain in other areas of my body as well. Maybe you'd like to play golf or tennis again without pain or take those nice long walks again. Or how about sleeping through the night again without pain? Neck, back, shoulder, hip, and knee pain can be simply awful. Here's what I suggest. Go to relieffactor.com, order the three-week quick start, a super value of just $19.95, so you can see if it will help you like it did me, and it currently does for me. Relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. 800-500-8384. Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Andrew Bogus is Who's here. that? Yeah. <laughs> Side note, I hate my voice. Why? That sucks. You're one of those guys, huh? Yeah. I don't like mine either. You like yours, G? I don't hate it. Mm. I mean, I I don't like looking at myself clearly. I mean, there's that. Mm -hmm. So if I'm I'm on television at any point, I don't tend to want to see myself. But no, I I can I can listen to myself fine. I don't. I I mean, it's not like I'm like listening like oh I gotta hear myself because I love myself. But I don't like you turn if we record an interview. I'll give. I'll pull back the curtain on Geo and Jones. This is how much Brian hates his voice. If we record an interview and replay it the next day on the show, Brian will turn the studio monitor all the way down. Yeah. So he doesn't hear his voice. Agreed. And you do the same thing. We did it when you were out the last time with Bill Hancock. Yep. We replayed that the next morning, and I did not listen to it. Well, that's not a good thing, is it? No, it's probably not. I probably should listen and like learn from things. Right. But yeah, no, I can't. I have nothing else to learn. That's true. <laughs> yeah, you old. and I are in different places yeah, career-wise. Yeah, You've hit the peak, old. perfection. <laughs> I used to listen back all the time. I don't do it as much. I'll do it maybe three or four times a month now. I'll go back and listen to a segment and hear how it went. But I used to listen back all the time. Well, because there's, there's Why are you? <laughs> no, I'm not no, saying, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not I'm, saying I'm like that. I'm being serious. But because there's things that you don't realize that you're doing right. until you listen to it. And they go, wow, I say that a lot. Or that's a crutch phrase I could get rid of. You know, stuff like that. But I think I like your guys' voices. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, G. Yeah, I think those are, those are nice, nice of you to say. Yeah. Those are great voices. Nicolos Basilisvili? Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful Ooh, voice sexy. right there, man. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, that one on the other hand. <laughs> oh, that was even better. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh man. Mm. I'm surprised that Brian dislikes his voice as much as he uses it. <laughs> That's you know? why I'm like, I'm trying to get rid of it. Bitch, <laughs> bitch. Yeah! 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 <laughs> it's so many. 
you you're always I mean, you walk in talking you know breaks you talk there's no there's no stopping you hear yourself that a is lot. so untrue yeah. you talked more this last break than i did did i, I listened yes oh yeah that's true totally yeah. funny i did it was pretty funny. i know I, was, I wanted bogus to come in because i had i had that for him too mm-hmm. but but he was a little bit tardy to the update. Yes, I was. He was. And the story's too long for us to do mics off right now. Yeah. I can't do that, so yeah. I'm going to have to wait an hour, and mm-hmm. by then right. I'll probably forget. Mm-hmm. So Ryan won't, though, so he'll, he'll tell me. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll remember next week. <laughs> yeah. Remembers Did you everything, tell him right? that story? <laughs> John Mara. <laughs> I said Wellington, didn't I? <laughs> the daddy. Uh, all right, Bogus, what do you got for us, well, man? Guys, uh, grab your nether regions and curse at Blair Walsh. It's going to be spotted at the 42, a 52-yard field goal off the left hash out of the hole to John Ryan. The kick is away. It's hurrying. It's hurrying. It doesn't get there. Steve Rabel on Seahawks Radio Walsh missing from 52 yards in the final seconds of Monday Night Football, giving the Falcons a 34-31 win. Walsh with an interesting explanation for the miss. That was too accurate. But not strong <laughs> enough. Had it with that guy. Yeah, his team almost <laughs> erasing an 11-point fourth-quarter hole. Again, losing 34-31. They fell into that hole in part because of two Russell Wilson turnovers, but he did score three times. Both of these teams are now 6-4, and four, with the Falcons holding the second wild-card spot this morning because of this win and another one over the Lions, who are also 6-4 and four. Steelers. Starting right tackle Marcus Gilbert suspended four games for a PED violation. Washington receiver Terrell Pryor had season-ending ankle surgery yesterday, and the Panthers got tight end Greg Olson and center Ryan Khalil back at practice. Olson missed nine weeks with a foot injury. Khalil has barely played since week one because of neck troubles. The Boston Celtics trailed by 13 in the fourth quarter last night in Dallas and still won their 16th straight game thanks to Kyrie Irving. Kyrie backs him down to the mid-block, turns, scoops it up and in, scored in the foul. A spectacular night for Kyrie, start to finish. The earth may be flat, but the ball is round, and Kyrie makes it do magic. Now, there's also a Danny Ainge tweet last night after the game. Yeah, about apparently this. he is starting to believe Kyrie Irving well, or something like that. Like this is this make it's funny but it also makes me angry because this is ridiculous. He's an idiot for thinking this and we should not in any way make light of it, celebrate it. If he if he was saying that 4 plus 4 equals 11, we wouldn't be making jokes. We'd be having him checked into a hospital <laughs> right. to make sure he was okay. Well, do you think that he's being serious about it? Or do you think that he is I just, messing with people? I, I don't know why it bothers me. So, no, go Kyrie. Yeah. Um, no, I, I I think that he thinks or he thinks I, he wants to be smart somehow. Okay. And this is a bad attempt at it, that he wants to be, like, different. But I just, I don't think it's all, I don't think it's He's just complete, trying to buck the system. I don't think it's complete BS. I think somewhere in there is a valid question or, I mean, a legitimate question mm-hmm. of the way things are. And maybe he's exaggerating it, but I do think part of him believes that maybe, possibly, we've been lied to. <laughs> I don't know why it's flat. that thing. That that's the thing. I don't understand why people, because there are real flat Earth truthers out there. Yeah, when I was filling in next door. There was a guy who this story came up the last time Kyrie brought it up, and some guy was legitimate in saying that this is how he lived his life. Just saying that the the Earth is flat. He gave us all sorts of examples about how 
why this is, and there's no real pictures of Earth, and the moon landing was bullcrap, and they're just trying to convince us somehow that the Earth is flat because there's people out there that are controlling this, and and uh, it was just, it was, and he went on for three or four minutes about it, and it was just scary. What's the it, explanation for the end of the world? Like, don't they, have, isn't that some kind of force field that keeps you from, from falling, falling off the yeah. edge if it was to get there? Like, uh, yeah. They, they have a reason for that. So they believe in the force field, they just don't believe in gravity. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Because I said something like, how come nobody's falling off yeah. then? And, and he said, well, you didn't roll around the earth either, did you? Or some, some ridiculous thing that basically discounted gravity. Huh. It looks round to me. <laughs> like, there are pictures of Earth, right? I mean, yeah. they keep saying that, but yeah. don't we have, like, space, like, like from satellites? Yeah. So course. do they believe in all okay. these other planets we get photos of? I think I, that's a good question. I should have asked that Does guy. those look round? If you're a flat Earth truther, <laughs> give us a call because we've got legitimate yeah. questions. We yeah. will not... We will not humiliate you. This no. is your opportunity we'll to let you do it yourself. Right, exactly. We're trying to learn. We'll, we'll just stand back and <laughs> let it happen. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Kyrie scored ten of his forty-seven in overtime mm. for a one ten one o two W. The Hawks losing in San Antonio for the twentieth straight time, ninety six eighty five. Their last win there was February fifteenth of ninety seven. So long ago. Brian was still an NFL player then. Washington, 99-88 win. <laughs> oh, you were listening. Okay. That's why I was laughing. Portland, I'm done with you. <laughs> Portland, a 192 win in Memphis. And Cleveland, a 116-88 win in Detroit. The Cavs have won five straight. College Hoops, number one, Duke took care of Furman, 92-63. Number 25, Baylor held off Wisconsin. At the CBE Hall of Fame Classic, 70-65, the Bears had zero field goals over the final 8-43 as a 19-point lead got cut to three. Oklahoma QB, Baker Mayfield will not start, won't be a captain Saturday against West Virginia for cursing and shaking his Mayfield at Kansas last weekend. (laughs) Grabbing his Mayfield. (laughs) (laughs) The Major League Baseball Players Association agreeing to a 24-hour extension for talks between MLB and Japan's Pro League over a new posting system for players wanting to come to the majors. That new deadline now, 8 Eastern tonight. And on ice, Calgary, a 4-1 win in Washington. The Coyotes snapped the Leafs' six-game run, 4-1. And the Devils, a 4-3 win in OT in Minnesota. Boys? All right, thanks, Andrew. So you know if Bill Belichick talks about something for more than three or four seconds, he has a real reason to do so. That means that he really feels strongly about something. He's trying to send a message. Now, he doesn't use the podium as much as Nick Saban uses the podium to get whatever agenda it is that he wants to get across to get people talking about it or to show that he's ticked off about something. Uh, But Bill Belichick will do it from time to time. And it's not as loud. It's not as in your face. But it's just as effective. And this is Belichick talking about this Mexico City game now that it's over and the effects that it has on his players. Personally, you know, I wouldn't be a big rush to do it again. I mean, it's a long way to go for a game. It's a, There's a lot to it uh, in terms of all the, uh, you know... The logistics of it, uh, they're not used to having an NFL team, so you have to go in there and, um, you know, just handle a lot of, of the logistics. It took a lot of manpower, a lot of hours, a lot of energy out of our organization to do that. And, uh, you know, I think we, uh, you know, this week, I mean, we're tired. We're, you know, exhausted from the trip. Um, it was a good trip, but it wasn't, you know, it, it, t- it took a lot out of us, I think. Um, so, 
uh, look, we got to play. You know, we play an eight on the road, and eight at home every every year. So that's that. That is what it is. But I don't think I'd necessarily be in any big rush to, you know, to go back and and do that again. So Belichick to admit that his team was tired and exhausted about this, and that might have been on WEEI. I don't know if they just played his podium feed or actually had him on as a guest, but uh, it says on the on the sheet WEEI. But for him to say that, like he'll never say something like that. Yeah. Like if a guy asked him in the in the group of reporters said, "Hey, Bill, you guys exhausted or tired from this game?" We're like. No, no. Right. Yeah, that's what he would have said. So he went out of his way to do that. I mean, this is something that we talked about when the first Mexico City game that was happening, and and all the stuff around it, and stuff I was thinking when watching the Patriots and the Raiders. I mean, it is kind of ridiculous. They're playing seven thousand feet up in the air. The air quality is atrocious. There's a three-minute walk to the locker room uphill. If you get hurt or anything, you got to go up this ramp. Three minutes. There were guys that were dropping like flies because of exhaustion and mm-hmm. dehydration because they're basically playing in the sky. I mean, it's, it's a, only what two thousand feet higher than Mile High Stadium. Come on, you can two thousand <laughs> feet. I mean, it's insanity. And then it's funny because I don't know if anybody else picked up on this, and and I might be wrong about it, but I have a feeling that I'm not. So they're talking about this Mexico City series on the broadcast, Jim mm-hmm. Nance and Tony Romo, and Jim Nance said, "Well, Tony, they just announced that." You're, we're going to be having more of these Mexico City games. They extended it, and there's going to be at least a game here through 2021, whatever it was. And Tony Romo, being the Tony Romo expression man, like I could have sworn he went, Oof. I could have sworn. <laughs> he stole I, my line. But like subtly, just <laughs> like, Oof. So what makes me think I'm more right about this is after the next break, he came back and talked so glowingly about the fans that are there and how it's a great idea and how they should put a team there full-time and did all this stuff about how great it is to have a game in Mexico City who makes him think he was overcompensating for his wolf. <laughs> Come on, Tony. You got to protect the brand, dog. Exactly. Listen, uh, yeah, logistically speaking, there, there are issues, especially with the stadium. It, it's not conducive for NFL. It, it's it's uh, more of a soccer stadium. That's what it is, not more of. It is a, a soccer stadium, so I guess they haven't had any problems uh, walking up and down the, the incline to get back and forth from the locker room to, to the field. Uh, but to say it's a long trip and all that, well, you you're in New England. You're you're in outside of Boston, and so you travel cross country when you have to take on these West Coast teams. That's a a, a a long haul as well. And now you got your own new private jet, two of them, and they're pretty sweet. So you, you're used to this. And sometimes what you'll do, and I know this is what the Raiders would do back in the day, is they would go out a day early. If you're playing on Sunday, you go out Friday, and that way, whether you're playing at a higher altitude or not, you get more acclimated to the time change and things of that nature. So they have done this drill before. And the NFL has been in that stadium before. They have done this as well. And I'm sure they handled a lot of the the, the uh, logistics for the New England Pages for both teams. So uh, they are used to this, and I'm sure they have it down to a T. Uh, you know, other than being displaced, not staying at home, and, and, and not, you know, being in an environment you're familiar with, what's the difference than 
from the Patriots traveling across country to play the Chargers or playing the Raiders or playing the 49ers, playing Seattle. You know, well, who, lost altitude. The home, who lost the home game? The Raiders, I believe, lost yeah. the home game. So, I mean, so that's that's the difference yeah. in, in and, that. And, and we also know, yeah, that, that, and then Jack Del Rio, I think he mentioned that in his, his post-game comments, but we, we know what the agenda is here for the league. They want to grow the brand, whether it's playing in London, whether it's playing in Mexico City, and, and the Cowboys, as you might imagine, have a huge following uh, down in Mexico City. So there's only been a couple of those regular season games. Most The majority of the games that have been played down there have all been exhibitions. So when you get a regular season game down there, yeah, guys are going to be, and coaches, administrators are going to be a little bit more, uh, I guess, upset about the, the travel. But you just chalk it up to a cross-country trip to take on another member of the NFL. Yeah, that that's a long way up to play, though. I mean, and I, I know that you know Brady and his his hydration stuff, like he's going to be fine. I mean, he could play anywhere. Doesn't matter. Um, He's the only one. He right? could, yeah, he, he could go to the moon without a spacesuit and be <laughs> able to he'll just set up a beach chair and be fine. Um, but you know, there's other guys. I mean, it's 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 a lot to ask. And, and apparently, the air quality there's some of the worst in North America. I mean, it's like you know, really bad, like way worse than anything in North America. Rather, yeah. like it's it's so much worse in Mexico City that it's just atrocious. So, I mean. I don't know. I would be ticked off if I was a player. It would be just another one of those building blocks in my anger towards the league. Uh, yeah, you Thursday know? night games and, and, and now this. Right. Yeah. Now, the Thursday night complaining I don't like as much because, I mean, some, somebody does have a home game. It's been going on for a while. Everybody does it. The Mexico City thing, it's two teams. You're playing in a foreign atmosphere, mm-hmm. basically. So that, it would just be, man, and then you sent us, it would just be another, you know when you're complaining about something, and then all of a sudden you're just adding on things? How, like, no matter how small or how, how large it is, it, it just, it's still. And then you sent us yeah, to Mexico and, City. And, and you're used to a, a certain regiment, and, and now you're in mid, midway through the season, and you just want to go with the, the, the regular old schedule from week to week, and whether you're traveling or playing at home, and now this is way off the charts, and I have to adjust to, to Mexico City and, and the air quality and, and a new stadium. And, yeah, I, I can understand where you're coming from. But the league is trying to grow this, and these are some of the growing pains that exist when you want to become more of a global brand. Coming up next, I have a feeling that B. Jones is going to love T. Lou. Keep it right here. <laughs> Give us a call right now, 855-212-4CBS. There's been a lot of talk about how much LeBron is playing so far this year, which is a departure from the conversations last year where people didn't like all the rest. Yep. So T. Lou, Teron Lou, came out and said, enough of this already with the minutes talk, and he has had it. I hear about that all the time, but um, I played with Michael Jordan. He was 39. He played 37 minutes a night. Carl Malone was 37, played 38 minutes a night. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Kobe. So everybody's built different. And if you're, you know, one of the greats, you know, sometimes you got to play, sometimes you get rest like tonight. There you go. It's got to be music to your Yes, I'm loving it. Right. If you're supposed to play, play. And sometimes you're going to play a lot longer than, than ideally you would want. But if the game calls for that, you deal with it. You get paid to play. Go play. Yeah, I think that... If they brought back the same exact team as last year, that it, you wouldn't see him playing as much. I think right. that they're figuring out a lot of right. stuff. Yeah, And I also think that once Isaiah Thomas 
enters the picture, too. They're going to have to figure out some more stuff about it. But the, the one thing that Ty Lue is not considering in that soundbite is when he does end up resting LeBron at some point and it becomes a story. People are going to throw that quote back into his face. Go, well, hold on a second. You told us that LeBron was like Magic and Kareem and Carl Malone. Why is he resting again the second time in a week, whenever, whenever that is? You, know, you got to be careful with that because at some point LeBron, because I think LeBron dictates some of that too. Well, I, I think it, it depends on the circumstances. And, you know, if, if he maybe he's tweaked something we're not privy to and you want to rest him a little bit or maybe you feel like it's now a, a prime time to, to allow these others to find their way for the, the stretch run. So I, I think as you get closer to the playoffs and depending on where they sit in the standings, you do adjust how you roll these guys out. So I, I don't see it as an opportunity to pounce and, and throw the quote back in his in his face. And, and if that is what occurs, I'm sure he's going to have a plausible answer as to why now he's taking a different approach with rest and, and amount of minutes played by his superstar. But, yeah, when you have all these new faces it, now in that huddle, you, you have to – Find that chemistry. It takes a little while to get all these cats to, to work together, and 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 so you're going to play your superstar uh, more more than you would like to. And and I would think LeBron would want to be out there. And yes, is he dictating? Is he going to coach and maybe not going to him and, and, and getting in his ear and say they need to sit a little bit more tonight? No, but I'm sure Ty Lue is asking, "How you feel? You know, you, you feeling okay? You good?" So there's a communication that's that's going on between these two and, and Ty Lue now being at the helm for a couple of years, he has a feel for what LeBron is doing and how he's doing it and when he needs to pull back. Yeah, and, and that's one of the things that I mentioned last year so much was the fact that everybody's blaming the coaches for this stuff and you know, how could you do that and what I mean the players are in control a lot of these times. You know, I I really do believe that they are. And if LeBron wants to play, then, you know, LeBron is is going to play. Yeah. I mean that's what it comes down to. And if and nobody knows his body better than LeBron James and what he can handle right. and what he can't. And I have I've never looked at LeBron in the NBA finals and said that guy's tired. Never said that. No. So he knows how to manage himself. So I'm gonna trust him. I'm gonna trust him when it comes to this. I'm gonna trust him. The best player in the world. Yeah, yeah. clearly. Um so th- there's kind of crappy audio of this, but so I'm not gonna play it. But Clay Thompson was just, you know, the Nets played the Warriors. Mm-hmm. You had them come to New York City. Nets lost, right? Yeah, that was the most recent of the, mm-hmm. the games there. Uh, so you had Clay Thompson just walking around the city, and Fox 5 locally in New York goes up to him and interviews him about walking under scaffolding. And it was just like part of their piece. And there's just Clay Thompson. It says NBA player Clay Thompson. And they ask him when he walks under scaffolding and when he doesn't. And he just answers the question. Like, you know, if I see it and it structurally looks okay, then I'll go under it. But if it doesn't, then I won't. It's like totally bizarre. Wow. Especially for someone who is so guarded in every answer he gives to the media. Like, he is... Is he really? Is, he, is that how he comes off? He's very Russell Wilson-esque. He never oh. says things, really, that are going to make headlines. If you think about it, I mean, it's more, you know, Kevin Durant makes headlines, Draymond right. Green makes headlines. Clay Thompson never does. that. Like, he'll stop for the scaffolding interview <laughs> while he's walking down the sidewalk. Don't ask me about my business, my basketball business. Scaffolding, yes. It's just bizarre. What you want to know? Well, we could tweet out the, the video if you want to see it. It's funny 
the, the audio by itself just doesn't work because it just sounds someone recording it off their television sounds terrible. But we'll we'll tweet out the video if you want to see it because it is a bizarre visual of just Clay walking around <laughs> and here he is talking about <laughs> scaffolding. Um, at Gio and Jones on Twitter, G I O and Jones. Have you heard about the Curry Challenge? I have not. What is the Curry Challenge? The Curry Challenge is trying to recreate this shot right here prior to a game that Steph Curry did in a warm-up. You see this floater where he throws it up underhand as high as he can in the air. Wow. And it comes down. Nothing but net. Nothing but net. So people have been doing this. They'll be running around a supermarket, and they'll throw up like a can of soup or something up high into the air, and it lands into a basket. So that's now the thing. But you got to do it responsibly because wow. there's people that are now, they're doing this and they're throwing it up in the air. People are getting hit with stuff. What? It's not good. It's, it's not It's not a good thing. Why don't we just leave it to the basketball court? Um, because there's social media and why, everybody why wants to. Why supermarket? To, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. People, if you see one kid, I saw like a college campus. He you know, threw up a water bottle and like landed with a group of people like trying to study. Yeah. They kick his ass? No, no, no. They just they were just very confused. Uh, wow, they're just very confused. Hmm. Like, here's a guy. What's where's he doing? He's in like a Costco or something, and he's he's doing this. See, he's throwing it up in the in the thing, and then he run, He's wearing a Steph Curry jersey, <laughs> and here he is. He throws up. I don't know what that is. A cell yeah, cell phone through. Oh uh, man, through the moon roof. Through the moon roof. What? Here's the one where he throws these group of people. Bang! Look at that. Spills oh, everywhere. Oh, that's it. And then they run. They run oh, away. Oh, that is wrong. Yep. Okay, we got to nix the Curry Challenge right so now. So the Curry that's Challenge. Yes. No, no, that's too it's, much. It's, it's too getting much. dangerous. Well, getting dangerous. Are you about to do it? Yeah. Uh-oh. Here we go. Ow! Oh! Hey. I'm suing you, Don. <laughs> that hurt. Hey. It wasn't close, man. Yes, it was close. That was a it brick. Hit, it no, hit your the hoop is already your hit over here. Well, I threw. You got throw. It's not. It's a challenge. It's oh, it's well, you failed easy. the challenge. That's enough. You don't want to try it. No. You don't want to try it on yeah. me. <laughs> all right, here we go. Right. So it's just straight yeah, up. Straight up in here. Yeah. All right. oh, oh, you nailed oh, it. Oh, that boy good. You nailed that it. That boy is good. Right through the hoop. Good. I like a moving hoop. Yes, thank you. Should have had more of those during my career. Yeah. Mike, Mikey B wants to do the coop challenge where we all try to fall asleep at work. <laughs> you hear that? Let's do it. Wait, one, two, three. <laughs> uh, he was half awake when I saw him today. I didn't see him. I just saw whom. Oh, you just saw Calhoun? Just whom, and I don't know what he was saying, but he was saying it. Yeah, coop. You hear that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> someone, it looked like someone had just woken up coop. A minute or so before, so he was like one eye open, <laughs> and I, I waved at him and said, "Hey, cool!" But he went, "I was a Buddha." Same to you. I mean, it it could have been anything. Yeah, he could have cursed me and my whole family at that point. Did you get that on you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his own language. I love it. Wonder if he likes his voice. We should. You should talk to him tomorrow about his his family traditions. Yeah, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving yeah. Oh, traditions. Yeah, you got to. Oh yes, because we're not going to see him Friday, so right. you got got to talk to him tomorrow. Geo <laughs> and Jones, come right back. CBS Sports Radio. Enjoy your family. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.